Hey there, uh, this is Andrew, and I'm going to bring you a Logos set review for Mass Mutation, and I have with me my good friend Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Um, and Peter is also known as Brobnar89 on uh, the Crucible and the Discord and all the things. So, um, yes, and also uh, on my show, Call the Week, that I do with uh, Shaka. So, yes, um, and and why don't you start by just give me a brief overview of what kinds of stuff you do? I know you guys do a lot of like deck testing on there, right? Yeah, that's kind of the premise of the show is to play a couple of different games with the decks and see how they perform against one another and then the um kind of like i don't know the catch of the show is to uh to uh decide which one we're going to keep and which one we're going to uh to get rid of coal coal yeah the name implies yes (laughs) and uh lately we've been doing uh just testing out um different sealed matchups um we want to start looking forward to starting the new season with the uh the new set when it comes out yeah yeah um yeah some other friends and i were discussing how how little sealed testing mass mutation has had because we haven't been able to go do it you know it's hard to do true sealed online and Mm. uh and it you know we just don't have a lot well we haven't had opportunities to go do it in person so uh, so, right. So who knows how that works? Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. So um, okay. So then, why don't you give the people then also a quick intro um, to how you got into KeyForge? Uh, yeah. So I hadn't ever played any competitive card games before. You know, I I reasonably interested in uh board games kind of casually and um played a lot of computer games and uh you know i'd heard of magic but i'd never actually even played it at all and i was living with a buddy of mine at the time who uh worked at a game store at our local game store actually that you frequented Mm -hmm. um you can you and can say you can say you can say Isle of Gamers. I'm a big fan. Isle of Gamers, that yeah, give them a little plug. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Isle of Gamers in uh, Santa Clara. Um, go help them out because I'm sure that they're they're struggling right now. Um, so he brought home a couple of decks one day and was just kind of like, "Hey, there's this new game. You want to try it out? Uh, it's really fun." let's let's play some time and i was kind of like oh, okay okay sure 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 uh he was always bringing games home mm-hmm. and i was always having fun playing them but you know it's just another like oh okay sure i'll play another game with you we'll see we'll see what happens mm-hmm. um and i played one game with him that first night um at the kitchen table and I think after our first game ended in like maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes, we were kind of, you know, figuring things out as we went along. And then I think we played for like two or three hours because I was just like, 
this is amazing. <laughs> Let's keep playing. That's Let's awesome. keep figuring this out. And and we had like two decks, and I couldn't even tell you what decks they were, but they I'm sure they were total jank. Um <laughs> but like, you know, we were just we were having a blast uh figuring it out and uh switching the decks and pretty quickly from there, um I got some more decks and we started uh playing together we played together a lot we played a lot of games we were probably playing um most nights of the week we would we would get at least a game or two in and then um after a couple months of that i started seeking out other uh places to play locally and started getting really competitive and uh once i found out that i could play online um it was all over, and uh, <laughs> my wife hasn't seen me since. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and I remember, like, I remember early on, you, know, you would like show up to some, to some events, and uh, and I could tell there was like a competitive spark there, um, but mm-hmm. but you were kind of <laughs> tentative and like, eh, I don't know how how much I think you were. It seemed like maybe you were not sure how much. Um, how much you wanted to invest emotionally in and then, uh-huh. uh, and then and then there was there was some something yeah def, it, it seemed like it was definitely during covid where like a switch flipped and you were like okay i'm just gonna start beating everyone that <laughs> i think that's uh that's a very um fair assessment and uh-huh. you know like, like i said i'd never played any sort of competitive games before and so, yeah, I think there was very much an element of like I didn't want to invest myself too much in it, um, and then, you know, like totally flop. But um, a, a big moment for me was when I got into uh, top eight in the prime in Vacaville, and my mind was just completely blown by making it to top eight. I was like, how I, I had no expectation that that was going to happen and um, felt like really lucky. And, you know, obviously was super excited about it. I got knocked out uh, in the first round by, um, by Shaka actually, who is, you know, at, even at the time I knew he was an incredible player and there's no, yeah. no shame in that, but um Yep. Yeah, I think I think one of the really fun things, and different people are different, what they mean by competitive, but um, mm-hmm. but for me, there's there's an element of learning in it, and and just knowing that I'm not I'm not always going to be the best, I'm 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 not going to win all the time, but that every everything, whether I win or lose, is an opportunity to learn and get better. And there's a moment where you just realize, like, wow, the the that I'm losing to are people that, that I didn't even think I was you know, worthy to play against, and mm-hmm. losing to them feels pretty good, <laughs> and, you know. And then, and yeah. sometimes you no, beat them definitely. too, and that's that's even better. But, um, but there's a there's like a mutual respect that I think happens. Um, that yeah, that and I, really I, like. I like that that. I like that idea of always like learning too. Like if you're not learning and and having fun, um, then what's the point of yeah. playing a game? <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, totally. Okay, that's, that, that's 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 very much how I felt in our recent uh, uh, matchup in the uh, KFPL oh, uh, oh qualifiers, where <laughs> I I managed to pull off a a win on a very very lucky uh, mind fire on your too much to protect, and um, that was definitely a moment for me of being like, <laughs> oh wow, I did not think I was going to win this game. Yeah, <laughs> so. well. And, and, and that's what I'll just say, like, um, and maybe, maybe hopefully this will set somewhat of a good example for other tryhards, but you know, like in the moment I, I 100% wanted to say what you just said, which is that it was luck, but, but in, in looking back at it later, like at the, at that moment that you played that card, there was a one in six chance that you would hit my too much to protect. But there were a lot of decisions that led to the moment where you had that card in your hand. Um, you know, whether it's that you held it or archived it or just that you played through your deck in a way that you eventually got to it, right? Like you'd made decisions that led to you having that in your hand. And and I had definitely made decisions that led to me having too much to protect in my hand. They were stupid decisions <laughs> uh, in hindsight. So, you know, so it's, it, I think um, in those, in, in that high level of play, I think there's a lot of, if you, if you're honest with yourself, you can realize like, okay, these moments have, they have some luck in them, but they also have a lot of choices and, um, and, you know, and it's, 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 if you want to, if you want to get to the next level, you have to own it as a choice, right? <laughs> you always have to look mm. for what was, where were the choices? Because if you if you think it's all luck, then I think, I mean, you're you were being gracious, but I'm just saying, for you know, when you lose and you blame everything on luck, which was definitely my temptation, mm -hmm. it, it it will hold you back. I think that I think that's a really good point, and I think um, what you're referring to, perhaps, if I if I may be so bold. Is that the the turn before I discarded the too much to protect from your hand? You had the opportunity to yes. too much to protect for a decent amount. I, I think don't you. I think exactly you had twelve. I think you had twelve. So I would have stolen. Okay, six. so that's actually pretty. That's actually yeah. quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was and so greedy. I think, <laughs> right, right, right. And I, so I think if you did that, you win that game. Yeah, pretty definitively. Yeah. There. I, I wouldn't have had much of a chance. So uh Yeah. What, yeah, I, I, I a thousand I think percent maybe maybe that's what you're referring to about yeah. uh you know the decisions you made that led to too much protect being in your hand at that point. Yep. Yep. I think somebody somebody once asked me like, okay, if you have a choice between the safe play and the and the bold play, which do you which do you pick? And I think nine times out of ten I I like to imagine myself anyway picking the bold play, and that that is that is what I did. <laughs> that is and, an example of yeah. you doing that. That's whoops. true. <laughs> whoops. Um, but yeah. So okay, cool. Um, enough enough reliving my trauma. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, so so let's start digging into logos here. So um, so there are five questions that um, that. I like to go through before we actually start on the cards, and uh, and so let's start off with the the first of those. So you are sitting across uh, from someone at a sealed event, mass mutation, 
see Logos on their Archon card. What kinds of capabilities do you think they might get out of having Logos in that deck? Okay, so um, Logos in, in any set, and especially in Mass Mutation, I think of Logos as Logo-Go-Gos, um, because it makes your deck go-go-go. Uh, so specifically in Mass Mutation, you're going to see a lot of drawing and a lot of uh, discarding. There's still archiving, but maybe not as much uh, is in some of the other sets. Um, or at least maybe it's it's not as much in my uh, in my mind when I think about Logos Mass Mutation. Uh, so the big sort of like draw and discard um, mechanics I'm thinking about are like uh, Torado, obviously, who lets uh, all of your um, Logos creatures on the board, or all of your mutant creatures on the board be uh, reap, draw a card. Um, the bot, the, the dash bot, uh, or bot dash, I guess, uh, creatures who... Uh, or the like, I don't remember what they're called. The like crossover creatures with other houses. Yeah, I don't. I don't know of an official name for them, but yeah, crossover is a good name. Yeah, but but yeah, the ones yeah. the ones ending in bot. They have they all have right. the, the reap discard one draw one. Exactly, exactly, which works amazing in combination with Torado, because uh, you get to because they're also mutants, so you get to draw two, and then. Um, and then discard one. Just a a note on that for anybody who's who's been you know playing with those and and if you haven't thought about it, always activate the Toronto draw first, and then you have one more option for what you're going to discard off of the bot uh, discard ability, um, which is just so so much fun uh, figuring out those little timing mechanics. Mm -hmm. uh, with with the draws and the discards yeah um yeah and i think i think like the draw and archive those types of effects in general and i think one of the reasons this is really fun is those give you a lot of control over the shape that the takes right you're it's giving you control mm -hmm. over what the flow is versus just taking whatever you happen to draw each turn Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, which a lot of like the best, um, or not necessarily the best, but a lot of like good coda decks, that's just kind of what you get. Like if you have a like untamed uh dis shadows coda deck, you're just gonna play the cards that you draw. Mm -hmm. Um they're gonna like, be real almost good. almost <laughs> and they're gonna be great and it'll be it'll be wonderful. Yeah. Uh like almost always you just do the you know, the bouncing death quirk uh cards plus board thing. And that's gonna be like your your best turn. Um, and with the with the uh, logos mass mutation, there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, I've only got like two logos cards in hand, but like I've got this amazing Torado logos board out, and I'm just gonna reap a bunch and like uh, draw a bunch of cards with all my mutants or whatever. So, yep. Um, yeah, and then another really neat um, discard mechanic is the the dynamo, the nuevo dynamo. 
um, that lets you, at the beginning of your turn, you can choose to either discard a Logos card from your hand or your archive to gain one, or you can blow up the Dynamo. Um, I think it's a really underrated card. Um, yeah. I think that like you can get a sneaky forge in there if someone leaves you at five, um, yes. which is which is just feels great when you're the one doing <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, exactly. Because it's happening at the beginning of the turn before the for the forge. So, so yeah, I would mm-hmm. say, um, just to kind of I guess encapsulate what you're saying, right? Like typical of logos across sets there's a lot of draw and archive here mm-hmm. different and, and and not that logos doesn't have discard in other sets but but there's logos has a lot of discard this set um as mm-hmm. a as a mechanism for um or filtering through um and and always playing you know your best options but um but that definitely seems to be a um a different you know something that is that is distinct about logos in mass mutation to that's i think that's right yeah i think all three elements are there in all the sets um the emphasis changes in mass mutation to uh to discard yeah and then i think um i think they also have uh they might have more key cost increase cards in this set than than any I'm trying to think but but mm-hmm. um but there's actually like a lot of hiking the key cost um in mass mutation logos. Mm-hmm. The the key lock, the um the Titan mechanic is it? Uh engineer I think Engineer mechanic yeah, is the code one. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but also yeah, that was... uh there's also the um they have another the autovac that that also does it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Uh yeah, that's the only other note I had about Logos Mass Mutation is that it's got some of the only uh large scaling amber control in the entire set in uh effervescent principle mm-hmm. is um i th- think I, I can't recall but i think it's the uh well i guess there's um the sanctum card that lets you capture bring everything low. yeah bring low yeah um but i think effervescent principle is the only like other than some dino um trickery Effervescent in principle is the only way to delete uh, yeah. large amounts of amber. Hmm. Yeah, and that and that's a good point because in previous sets you would have interdimensional graft and logos, but you would also have uh, maybe effervescent principle in some of the sets. But then you would also have mm-hmm. doorstep or too much to protect or mm-hmm. um, card, even yeah, burn various the stockpile. Like yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tribute would be, you know, more. It wouldn't delete it, but if you're tributing, you probably have a way to to get it deleted. Yeah, and it doesn't. It, like, burn the stockpile tribute. They don't scale infinitely, but they 
they go, mm-hmm. they they bring an opponent down from pretty high, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Um, which I and I think yeah, early on that was one of the things where I thought, oh, is is mass mutation going to struggle because of lack of some cards? But that okay, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it, tur- it turned out to do pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. So then let's say. You're at, you're playing sealed mass mutation. You open up a deck. You are sliding it out, and you see oh, there's logos on the archon card. What's the next house you hope to see? Uh, so um, when I was thinking about this question, I actually uh, just went ahead and looked at my top MM um, logo decks to help me figure this out, uh, and I noticed a lot of dis and yep. Saurian in there. Um, now, maybe there's, like, some... Well, certainly there's some element of, like, self-selection in there, because I uh, I sell a lot of decks, so there's a lot of, like, refining of my collection and, you know, getting rid of the ones that I don't like. Um, but I think that, like, many, uh, if not most of my top decks have at least one of these two. Um and my like putting some thought into it my my the reasoning that i came up with uh to that is that uh my my retroactive reasoning is that it um those two houses especially sarian um i think really benefit from being able to put away cards yeah. and refine your hand to set up really big plays yep. Yeah, and and I think that is a again a consistent theme for Logos across the sets is that it's very good. Um, it's just a very good amplifier for whatever your other houses are, and Logos has some great tools mm-hmm. for itself. But but you're just never sad to see it because whatever else you have in your deck is going to be better at whatever because um so right it's the it's the accelerant it's the, it's the yeah. lubricant yeah. So, so the one I put here was actually Sanctum, um, and that's because I because I was thinking about this like, like again, it's almost you're almost with Logos, you're almost asking just like what's the next best house. So I was trying to think what benefits mm-hmm. most, and and I and and my thought was I, in a similar direction to yours. I just picked a different house. Is that I think Sanctum also benefits from being able to time things. You have a card like Command here that is like so strong but only if you like can can burst a bunch of cards on the same turn um right yeah and and so i think um i think sanctum really benefits from being able to kind of tuck it away for a power turn right yeah that makes a lot of sense um i'm very proud of us that neither of us said shadows <laughs> uh yeah well and in in uh in, in coda <laughs> Shadows is probably the right answer, but um, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then what? Uh, what is your favorite in-house combo for logos and mass mutations? Uh, I meant I. I'm cheating a little bit here. I I thought of two. Uh-huh. Um, um. So. Uh. The dynamo uh-huh. with a causal loop. Oh, is yeah. 
a really fun, neat little combo. Uh, the um, the deck that I was playing in the game we were talking about earlier has uh, Dynamo and Causal Loop. Um, and it's just great because Causal Loop gets a lot of um, a lot of shade thrown at it. Um, and I get why, because it's like, OK, why isn't this just a lab work? Um, right. <laughs> But you're right. <laughs> I don't want to have this in my hand later, clogging up my hand. Like I want to get it through and, and get the amber on the lab work. But with the dynamo, um, yeah, you, you get to, to put it work. into your archive. Sorry. You, you convert it to a lab work, essentially. You convert it into a lab work, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and it has the flexibility that, you know, you can use it again if that's what right. makes sense with your, like, hand composition. So um, my other uh, one that I, I thought of was um, uh, Library Card and Lethologica. Because it, it amplifies your, uh, the, the power of your library card um yep. more than it already is because again you get to choose the timing of when you make that draw so you play your lethologica um which lets you discard all your cards until you find the logos and then you get to draw for the library Next card one. after yep. right so you're you're significantly increasing your chances of drawing another logos card yeah, that's pretty, and and I think like that goes well. I guess we'll talk about this logical, but I think of Lethal Logica as almost like the opposite of Wild Wormhole because, um, because either one is saying, "Hey, you're going to play two cards." It's just the Lethal mm -hmm. Logica is guaranteeing it's going to be a Logos card, whereas the Wild Wormhole right. is just, "Hey, whatever's there." Um, right, right, right. So, uh, so mine, my combo here is, uh, is the auto dynamo and, and this is, you know, you have auto encoder and Novu dynamo and it, mm. it's just like, it's, it's such a great engine because, you know, every turn you're, you're pitching a logos card, get that Amber archive, the top card of your deck. And like, that's, it's, that's a lot of speed both in terms of amber and cards to, to be every turn. And if you get it in the right deck, you just never go logos after that, right? You have those two cards on the board. Mm -hmm. You never go logos and you just keep eating the, eating the dynamo and playing your other houses. Just crazy. Right. Like in essence, your logos is, is idling like yeah. the entire time. It's, it's kind of just keeping you going like, throughout the whole game there that's yeah. that's and it, get a causal loop in there and you <laughs> yeah beautiful to, yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> um okay so then uh what uh what maverick would you most like to see mass mutation logos i think it would be really fun uh to have a captain val in uh in logos um captain val is you know I don't know. You could just have Star Alliance with the Captain Bell in your deck, sure. but I think it would be really fun uh, just to have it in Logos, um, just to sort of like uh, amplify the 
um the go 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 effective logos that's that's already there um yeah yeah i think i think it would just just make 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 a good thing even more of a good thing yeah yeah i i agree with that um i think though interestingly i don't think the leaders can mavericks um, oh really yeah which is a that's which is a bummer um would that's not it's still fair to wish for that but um but yeah that's kind of a an interesting thing i think but um uh yeah star alliance and logos like they paired together so nicely in worlds collide i thought but then i i feel like the mass mutation star alliance is just a little bit less of an accelerant um, which probably mm -hmm. differentiates them a little more from Logos, but, but yeah, Worlds Collide, you would get the two together and just be insane. Um, right. And right. Uh, but but yeah, Val Val is excellent card and would be super cool. Uh, so I my answer here was uh, punctuate equilibrium, and this just um, continues my mm. obsession with autoencoder, but um, right. having punctuate equilibrium in uh in in logos with with auto stupid that would be crazy yeah yeah i mean it's already really good uh when you have it in yeah. untamed but then you can just make your um make your go 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 logos turn even more uh even more of a good thing yes uh, okay, and then last question here is what legacy card would you like to see? Uh, I think it would be really, really fun to have a, a time traveler uh, mass mutation deck. Uh, get a lot of deck manipulation in there. Get that extra draw in there. Um, yeah, I think you can see some really um some really fun powerful decks with a uh, time traveler yeah yeah that would be pretty cool for sure um well there are i think there are 12 um oh okay well there <laughs> there you go uh and yeah so so mine i don't know how many of these there are uh mine is edai um just it's mm. such a such a strong card um that i i would love to see it but same is true for time traveling those are probably two of the of the stronger uh cards that have been out there yeah Edai would be um i mean it would definitely be great i do think one of the advantages to Edai in uh worlds collide is all the wording that mm -hmm. is available in worlds collide and especially in logos i don't think there's any logos wording in mass mutation um so it would be um you know you could probably plant it behind some sort of taunter if you could yeah. find that but um yeah yeah the the it would be extra nice if you uh, had it in a dino deck with some warding or something. Right. Yep. That would be, that would be the way. Um, okay, cool. So, um, wow. 
I uh, I know the I know a person who is selling one. I'm I'm going to have to ping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Edai or uh... the the Edai, um, the time traveler. Uh, okay. Time there's there's a time traveler one for sale, and uh, I will I will send afterwards. I'll have also to say, also yeah. somebody yeah. we have some friend of a friend connections to. Oh, okay. Well, you'll, well, you'll flip well. to the deck. You'll actually. I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, great, great. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this is fun. Fun theory crafting. Okay. Cool. So uh, that is that for the questions. So let's go ahead and dive into the cards. So. Um, All right. So actually, the first one I have up on the screen is. Uh, is Dark Amber Vault, which of course can happen in any house, um, mm -hmm. but uh, but it's an artifact, it's a location, and it says after you play a mutant creature, draw a card, and each friendly mutant creature gets plus two power. Um, and I think the the most interesting thing, if you get this with logos, whether it's in logos or in another house, but if you get you know some of those logos, having big logos creatures is always just there aren't a lot of them typically, um, mm -hmm. and so suddenly having you know your your uh, not hex beyond, but what's his having your smoke be power and like that just so yeah mm -hmm. um and yeah and and Torado a six power Torado is pretty yeah. uh pretty nasty to to deal with especially if you've got a few of those dash bot um creatures yeah. out as well yeah yeah and of course this this pairs well with logos because you're gonna just draw 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 and then this is gonna draw draw some more yeah you're just gonna be drawing yeah, it definitely feels like the most relevant uh, or appropriate house for you to find a dark amber vault in. Yeah, for sure. And we know those logo scientists, they would like, they just, they wouldn't be able to help themselves. They'd be like, it looks dangerous, but <laughs> that's, the, that's the fun part. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, and then the next one, oh, I'm glad I get this one, is, uh, is autoencoder. It is yeah. an artifact. It's an item. It's a, after a card is discarded from your hand, archive the top card of your deck. And the interesting thing that is not spelled out anywhere is uh, it is not possible to get more than one of this deck. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> um, you, yeah, you get a lot of enjoyment out of discarding the second copy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um would it not would it not stack the way it's worded? Oh, yeah, it would. That would be that would be too good. <laughs> that would be okay. Okay, I thought so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh this this might be my uh my favorite card. Um mm -hmm. And I think we're we're in similar territory on this. Um, it's just 
such an interesting card. It was actually in, uh, I had this in the very first mass mutation deck that I opened and played. Um, uh-huh. And I was just like, blown away like this it, it totally changes the discard mechanic from like oh well i guess i'm just gonna discard this to like being something like you're like oh do i do i play this or do i discard it oh that could that could be great i could discard this like yeah it's just it's just so fun yeah totally 100 percent all right, cool. Uh, next one. All right, this is Bont Bookton. This is a creature mutant scientist, and it has the reap ability. Play the top card of your deck. Uh, this is the mutation of uh, Doc Bookton from Coda Days. Yeah, and I think so, um, and, and not only of Doc Bookton, but it, but it seems like merged with Helperbot, who right. already had a connection. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to me, I think like, so this is thinking from a weird meta card space perspective, but um, mm-hmm. every single card that was in the first, that was in all three of the first three sets is not mass mutation and one of those is wild wormhole um and mm. this very much you know takes that place of wild worm but um mm-hmm. having to you know get a creature to stick on the board and then re- so so different um but it is yeah. kind of trying to fill that same space i think so anyway just very interesting from that perspective i think yeah, I have I have a very very fun um deck with library card and lethologica and two 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 lethologica and two bot booktons and a Qmex. Um and that deck can go absolutely crazy with the uh, if you ha- if you can play your if you can trigger library card with your bot booktons on the board, it's just it's madness. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah, totally. Huh, all right. Uh, the next ne- next one here, uh, one of the dash bot uh, cards we were talking about, the Demo Bot, um, which is the uh, the Shadows merge, correct? Uh, no, Demo is Dees. Oh, is Dees? Okay. Um, this is a creature, a mutant scientist, has the reap. Uh, discard a card from your hand if you do draw a card ability and it has also the destroyed steel one ability nice how how do you how do you rank this in among the bots um i mean it's it's pretty pretty good it might be the best one in uh-huh. my in my opinion, because I mean, destroyed steel. What like that's pretty good disincentive for your opponent yeah. to to kill it off. Um, and you know, if they don't kill it off, you're just uh, getting lots of efficiency every turn. 
yeah yep yeah i agree i think um we'll see the other ones later but a lot of them have effects that will sort of uh the rest of them either have something that makes it a little harder to kill mm -hmm. or that just 100 percent doesn't synergize so right um yeah 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 mm -hmm. so so this one is out of the ones that has synergy it's the easiest to kill but it's uh yeah but it also has that disincentive like you said I, yeah i mm -hmm. think it's great yeah fun fun card for sure um all right so next up is daughter which is back from worlds collide and this is a two power cyborg scientist with elusive and says during your draw card step refill your hand to one additional card which is always good yeah can't can't argue with the daughter um always always happy to see daughter in in any deck <laughs> yeah I, and i think um one thing I think about with cards like Daughter or Mother, uh, you know, any of these is that a card draw in your draw in your your hand step is uh, is a draw mm -hmm. that that happens before you make a choice, right? And so, um, always better than just a draw during your turn because. You're, you're mm. getting to see this before you make the about what house you're going to choose, and uh, and and of course the fact that it's just a constant ability of it also really. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, something that was clarified for me in Mass Mutation, which we've kind of touched on a little bit, is that um, discarding during your turn is way more powerful than drawing during your turn. Because you can, you can discard, open up that hand space, um, and like you say, you, you get the ability to, to open up that space, and then you get more cards before you make a decision as to, uh, as to what house to play next. Yeah. Yep, totally. Uh, okay, and then the next one is Diametric Charge. This is an action with a bonus amber, and it says play, deal one damage to a creature with two splash. So it's the um, opposite of Hound, Robner. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, and I always forget that because I want to do the two damage to the one in the middle, but no, it's... Only just one in the middle, <laughs> and then two of the ones on the outside. But um, opens up some cool Jamaican space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, great uh, anti worlds collide board um, tech here. Uh, get get rid of those wards. Get rid of those, uh, you know, daughters. Or um, if you've got a. a Restring Guntus you need to take care of uh, that's behind Taunt or something. It's lots of great um, use cases for this. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so next we have Eclectic Inquiry. Uh, really fun card. We haven't, kind of surprised we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, it's got a 
uh, Amber Pip on it, and it is play, archive the top two cards of your deck. Yeah, what's not to like? Yeah, seriously. It's kind of like the less good version of... Um, like, like you, you might mull for it in the right deck um, if you're going first. Like, it's not quite as good as getting uh, Eureka right. uh, on that first little mini turn, but if you... If you can play it on that first little mini turn, that's that's a pretty good start to your game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm never sad to see it because it just helps accelerate. Obviously, the, the random archives, which um, is a lot stronger this set than it was in... It happens a lot more in this set than the previous sets. Um, mm -hmm. Is... <clears throat> You know, sometimes doesn't work out the way you'd want, but um, but the kind of exchange of just getting to do so much archiving. Yeah, I, I think it's worth it. More cards is always better, and you know, in this set, you're not like um, you're not trying to like put away the too much to protect for like the perfect moment or something. So. Right. Although a card that you might be trying to put away for the perfect moment would be the next one here. Uh, Efferescent Principle is the action. We were talking about it earlier. Play each player loses half their amber, rounding down the loss, and then you gain a chain. Uh, well worth it for that trade-off. Um, incredible card. Like we were mentioning earlier, I'm... I don't want to say with complete certainty, but I'm like 90% sure that this is the only uh, like single card that allows you to delete a bunch of Amber uh, in Mass Mutation. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. just incredibly powerful. And with all the archiving and hand manipulation um, in Logos in the set, it's very easy to hold it for the right moment. Yeah, yeah, you're you're... You have a really good chance of getting it when mm -hmm. right after you forge and your opponent has a bunch of amber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, in case I needed to clarify that for you. <laughs> um, it's 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 definitely like, uh, yeah, it, it can be very effective. And uh, that one chain, your most mass mutation logo stacks, you're not even going to feel it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just gonna keep moving along with the archives for sure. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. So okay, so the next one is uh, is a fun one. Even Ivan and uh, and we'll see the the pair to this later, which is Odd Claude. Um, but even Ivan is a four power mutant scientist with action. If your opponent has an even amount of amber, steal one. Um, and I found it. It, I mean, getting a steal one is great. Um, it works best if you have like uh, other cards that allow you to kind of get to that point of having an even amount. So um, mm -hmm. I've I. I've had this. I've had this in one deck that has like a Humex with a capture icon on it. That worked out right. really well because you can play that. Yeah. 
before if you need to or after if you need to, depending on the moment. Um, right. And uh, with it being on a QMAX, you're more likely to have it in your hand when you've got uh, Ivan on the board ready for use. Right. And, and then the other thing that's kind of weird to me, um, most uh, most cards that have a special rarity, it's pretty clear what the relationship is. Um, but it, it, that's not quite true with even Ivan and Odd Claude because they're... They have that special rarity, but they aren't tied to each other. So you can get, you know, uh, one without the other. You can even get multiples of one with mm-hmm. none of the other. Right. Different amounts of them. Uh, and and so I have I could speculate, but it, but it's not entirely clear to me exactly what the special relationship two cards. Yeah, that's strange. They're they're pretty like fixed uh relationships with the other special rarity cards. So that that is uh unusual. I I played against one deck that had uh I believe it was two even Ivans and one odd clod. And that could get <laughs> could get pretty annoying if uh, yeah. all three were out on the board. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, and then the next one is Infomorph, and uh, Infomorph is a four power mutant with two uh, draw enhancements, so we, we haven't talked about enhancements yet, but I, for anybody who's played Mass Mutation, they'll they'll already know this, but I guess just as a, a primer, when you see Enhance and then Icons, it's saying it's, it's actually going to add those pips to some cards in the deck, and which deck is random um so there are going to be um you know a couple of icons in the deck that when that card is played uh the first thing you're going to do is draw a card for icons that's on there so um so it's almost like a you know play draw two except that the, the draws are spread out on your cards instead of being you know on this creature so mm-hmm. um so if you think about it that way, if it's like a four power mutant with play draw two, like that's that's pretty good. Right, right. And it it might be just because of that mechanic that there those two draws are spread out throughout the deck that I'm always kind of like a little annoyed with Infomorph. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um I feel like I want there to be specific other cards when I see Infomorph. I either want there yeah. to be Auto Encoder or Torado or Dark Amber Vault. Something auto, that's going to give me... Auto Encoder so you can discard the Infomorph. Uh, auto Encoder so I can discard the Infomorph. Torado still have the or draws. Dark Amber Vault so you can play the Infomorph and get good value out of it. Right, exactly. Get that, get that mutant value out of it or something yeah. like... Uh, uh and um yeah like something to to play off the mutant effect yes. um long thing johnny long fingers or yeah. something the, um otherwise it's kind of just like a four power body right the other the other thing that i think i have against infomorph is that Pronus is almost just a strictly better version 
Mm. <laughs> we'll come to it, but yeah. you know, it's it's one less power, but um, but its effect is so good. So yeah, um, yeah. So it just seems a little silly. Anyway, but if you have a Cronus, Cronus is another one that if you have that, then you're happy to see the. That's true. So that yeah, more, yeah, because it'll it'll icons. help you out in other other spots there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, hey, you like this one. Oh, yes. Yes. This is a very, very fun card. Um, Lethologica uh, is an action with uh, Amber Pip on it. It reads, play, discard cards from the top of your deck until you discard a Logos card or run out of cards. If you discard a Logos card in this way, put it into your hand. Uh, so this is just... Uh, you know, really fun way to just kind of mill your deck and dig for those logos cards. And um, like you were saying earlier, you're uh, it's like wormhole. You're gonna play another card, but you're just guaranteeing that it's um, it's gonna be logos. Yep. And you avoid the the kind of um, the downfall of of wild wormhole which is that you play something that you really didn't want to play yeah yeah that's a that's a good point wild wormhole always has a chance of playing the card you'd like it to and uh yeah and... badly timed gateway or uh a a choda when you have two amber or something right yeah if wild wormhole hits effervescent when you're at 20 um mm -hmm. bad if lethal logic hits it good so yeah right 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 just hold on to it for later or yeah. discard it if, yep. if you if that's what's right yeah although you do run the risk with lethal logica of uh you know discarding uh discarding your bad penny or discarding you know uh gateway to disc that you need or like something right. that you really want that uh you don't want to discard so there's yeah. there's a trade-off i can guarantee you did not mean bad penny would ever be sad to discard that <laughs> I, know, I, I know what you mean you would be sad the other to one the not bad penny. one yes. yeah if you discard your rad penny you'll be very upset yes. <laughs> All right, and the next one we have here is the Munchling. This is a three-power mutant creature. This is a skirmisher, and the fight ability is uh, you may discard a Logos card from your hand or archives if you do gain one. Yeah, th this one I think is is kind of a sleeper, um, and I, I think I mm. maybe I underrate it mostly because it usually ends up dead pretty fast. Sure. Um, but that's actually a pretty good ability. I I um kind of pairing with what I was saying about the dynamo earlier, mm -hmm. I like it a lot with causal loop. Uh you can even trigger that in the same turn. So you you play your causal loop, put um you know, uh, whatever whatever key card away into your archive for later. Grim Reminder goes into your archive. And then you fight with the Munchling and discard the Causal Loop from your archive, gaining one and um, cleaning up that archive for, for when you want to pull it later. Yeah. 
so it's it's it can have some some yeah some neat uh use cases but i mean i think dynamo's better because most of the time you know when you're fighting with it um you know you want to be playing you might there's a good chance you want to be playing those logos cards instead yes yeah that's very fair um yeah and and yeah and dynamo yeah firing on every turn yeah no no disagreement there dynamo is definitely better yeah i guess if you had it like a um a gray rider or something that could be pretty good yeah yeah, if maybe. you can if you can fight with it off house, like right. then it can it can act like a dynamo for you. I have a a pretty good deck that has Quixo with one stood against many, and uh, that is a really, mm. a really fun feeling when you off. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, the next one is opposition research. So this is an action. It uh, adds a damage enhancement somewhere in your deck. And when you play it, enemy creatures cannot reap during your next turn. Uh, that's, yeah, I, I think this one is, is underrated too. Like sometimes these, these mm. you know, troll abilities get, um, especially in Logos, get overlooked. But uh, your, your enemy creatures can't reap. It's pretty strong. Yeah. This is one that will uh make you learn to read the TCO log uh, very <laughs> carefully. Uh when you when you start your turn thinking you're going to reap with like six creatures and then you uh you discover that you cannot. Um yeah, it, it it's kind of one of those ones that's like yeah, it's definitely good and then it's a bit of a sleeper if um if you're not paying attention. Yes, and and uh, good note that I mean I think this is just a you know, everybody has to decide what kind of player they want to be, but um, you know I'm I'm the kind of person that if I if I remember I'm going to put in the chat hey, right before I pass my turn. Hey, uh, you know, opposition research. <laughs> just just remember. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And then. Yeah, in in person, it's it's one of those things like you were saying in an in-person event, these things tend not to get missed so much unless somebody's just mm -hmm. really playing fast. But um, yeah, it's it's less of an issue uh, yeah. in in person. Yeah. Um. All right, and then the next one uh, is Qmex, and this one is a one-power robot with play, draw a card, and destroyed archive Qmex. Um, and I find this delightful, but it is even more delightful if you can get enhancements on it. It's clearly oh, yeah. better with enhancements. What do you think would be the best, uh, enhancement to go on it? Oh, just draw, uh, just Amber. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just generate every turn. Um, yeah, that's pretty great. Partially, you know, if you turn this into like a, a dust pixie that archives itself, um you right. <laughs> and draws you a card like the the best part yeah. is that it's not going to get infernist because right uh because it's it's always going back to your uh to your archives same same with same with yeah. Rad penny mhm mm mhm mm 
And, and of yeah, course, I'd rather have proof. Ragpenny. Steal one is better than draw a card, but draw a card is pretty good. Yeah. And again, that that keep keep reminding you of when I beat you. Uh, that that deck <laughs> um, uh, has a oh no, it's not that deck. That's a different deck. Hillen, Hill, my another great mass mutation deck that I have has uh-huh. a uh, rad penny enhanced with an amber, and that is just yeah, is is ridiculously good. Yeah, I have one. Uh, it, it has three rad pennies, and um, you would. You would think I would play it more, but it it struggles in certain cases. But uh, but three rad pennies, mm-hmm. um, one of them enhanced with a amber, and and one of the others enhanced with a capture and a draw. Um, so do and and the the capture you would think would be anti synergistic, but most of the time people have two, and you can works. But right, right. Um, yeah, I think the only scenario where I would want maybe something other than Amber on the QMX would be if you have a Kronos and you could, uh, if you had a draw on the QMX, which I think, uh, Dave Cadero has, uh, uh, a known, a known QMX deck with, with, (laughs) with that exact setup in it. So, yeah, that's, um. That's, that sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. The next one. Yeah. Wait. wait. You're up. You're yeah. good. The next one here is yes. Uh, the next one here is a uh, Kiho the Adventurer, sometimes pronounced Quixo, uh, the Adventurer. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard it both ways. Through. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Me too. Uh, this is a three power creature, a human scientist with skirmish, and uh, this is fight, draw a card. It's a classic uh, coda card. Um, this is one that um, I definitely had a lot of fun with in early coda days, but as I was saying earlier, um, I don't know. At a certain point, you realize like draw is is you know it's good and it's fun, but I think um, there are other efficiency mechanics that are better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we realize that only one out of every three draws statistically <laughs> is going to be playable. Um, right. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it dampens it a little bit, but. Um, Three-power skirmish can just, on its own, be pretty good sometimes, and sometimes mm-hmm. you'll hit something that, like, oh man, that you know, that changed the game, which is a good feeling. Um, Definitely. Yeah, and then I think you know, notably, uh, the the art on the card is uh, our beloved Overlord Brad. Um, right. Who right. Left us. Who left us? But you know, we still <laughs> we still hold him in honor in our hearts. <laughs> Yes, and he's he he lives on in uh, Giho, so there you have him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one we have here is standardized testing. This is an action. It reads: play, destroy each creature with the lowest power, and each creature with the highest power. Yeah. It's real good with Qmex and Rad Pennies. Definitely. 
Yeah, yeah. And um you know, I mean it's it's uh not a ton of board control in mass mutation logos, so um it can be it can be pretty helpful to have one of these uh especially if you're playing against uh someone with some giant giant dinosaur uh or gi- other gigantic creatures um and you need a, a easy way to remove those yeah um i don't know why i never thought about this before but there's that mars creature up at the front of the class that's a little mars doing it all the classroom but i guess he got <laughs> got adopted Right. That's cute. <laughs> um yeah, I th- yeah, I think this is pretty cool. The only the only thing that's a bummer is like having this with Nobu Dynamo or you know other big stuff where it's like I didn't I I, I didn't think I was going to have the big creatures, but I guess I guess I'm the biggest creature. Right. <laughs> Definitely a case where you want uh your auto encoder out on the board so you can you can discard it and and fish for something better. Yes, and some days, you know, Dynamo eats the testing, and sometimes testing eats Dynamo. That's just the circle <laughs> of life. That's right. Um, all right, cool. So next up is <clears throat> Titan Engineer. This is a six-power cyborg scientist, and while it's not on a flank, he's cost plus one. That's for you and your opponent. Probably. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing effect just to be able to, to bump the key cost around like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, can help you out in a pinch. And uh, it's going to be pretty hard for your opponent to take care of. It's a, it's a big body. So yeah. uh, it gives you some minimal... Um, amber control logos you know not really known for its its amber control so um it's it's good it's good when you can uh make make those just just that little bit gets you gets you to get your opponent off check there yep um okay and then next is bouncing death quark and this one is an action, no uh, no bonus amber, but it says play, destroy an enemy creature and a friendly creature. You may repeat this effect as many times as you like, as long as it is possible to repeat the entire effect. And uh, this one's really fun with Umex because, hey, hey, I'll pop these out here, draw cards, and then get to destroy enemy creatures. Um, but Basically for free, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, just all around great card. Yeah, in- incredible. Um, you know, this one's been around uh for a while as well. Um, but just the ability to destroy so many creatures and even if you don't have Qmex, you can destroy, you know, your infomorph or your right. uh whatever other kind of just dummy creatures that are sitting on the board not doing you a ton of good um right and and in return take out you know your opponent's gigantic creature or right. uh their restringus or whatever like really key cards they have over there it's just yeah really solid card 
Yeah, and yeah, that is the key, right? Because you're it's it's a mirror effect, but you're killing your least desirable creatures and their best creatures. Mm-hmm. Always a good trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you can also just if you don't have anything on the board, you can just destroy anything on their side for free. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, we're on to the uncommons. Okay. Actually, that that, Here I, we I are. Guess that that one was the first uncommon, so here's the second. Oh, okay. Here we go. The second. Uh, a card we've discussed a couple times already. Causal Loop. Uh, play, archive a card, archive Causal Loop. Yep. Um, you know, like I was saying, I think this card gets a lot of shade thrown at it um it's definitely one that uh people don't really see the value in and i think that uh i think you need it in combination with the right cards to make it good Mm -hmm. um there are there are definitely decks that that this probably doesn't work out so well in yeah nice if you can get it enhanced too Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a get a draw icon on there, uh, amber icon on there. Yeah. Uh next one, another one we've discussed a lot already. Uh Kronos or Kronos? Kronos. Um three power mutant creature with enhance uh two draw icons. So again, those are gonna be put on some other randomly assigned cards in your deck. And then it says, after you resolve a draw bonus icon, you may archive a card. Really, really strong. Really powerful. Um, just extra accelerant um, to, to any deck with, uh, especially if you've got an even more draw icons than just the two Kronos provides itself. Um, yeah. 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 It is it is very good. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously <laughs> depends on how many other draw icons you get, but uh, if you have a bunch and you keep this protected and safe, um, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, so next up is Dimension Door, and this one, this one I I still don't love, but I think it does a little better here than it did in Coda. Uh, Dimension Door is an action that is played for the remainder of the turn. Any amber you would gain from reaping is stolen from your opponent instead. And I always felt in Coda like this just... Logos didn't stick on the board enough for this to work. Um, mm-hmm. But it is Logos is a little stickier in, in Mass Mutation. And so I think right. it, gives, it gives Dimension Door a little bit more of an opportunity to pop. And if it does, and you have like a Torado or something like that, then you're get, you're just getting insane value at that point. Right. Yeah. I mean, with how hard it is to trigger, I feel like maybe it should read um, each Logos creature, or like uh, each for the remainder of the turn, each creature gains Reap, Steel, and Amber. So you get like the reap amber and right. another one, or like at least have like a amber pip on it or something. Um, yes. 
Because it's so often just a dead discard yes. that does nothing for you at all. <clears throat> yep. Yes, indeed. Um, okay, cool. And then uh, the next one, though, um, very good card is Discombobulator. Mm -hmm. It is an upgrade with a bonus amber, and it says this creature gains your creature. Your amber cannot be stolen. Uh, and that is just fantastic to to be throw that onto your your most durable creature and and then uh turn off whole deck arch archetypes <laughs> yes yes it it can be a major headache for a uh, a shadows player um and Again, it's one of those cards like opposition re opposition research where if you are not paying attention and this gets played and you didn't notice it, uh, you could be in some serious trouble. Yep. All right. Uh, the next one we have here is Fission Bloom. This is an artifact. It is a power. Um, it has one enhance draw icon and it has the ability that reads action. The next time you play a card this turn, resolve each of its bonus icons and additional time. Uh, this is definitely a very mass mutation card. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and the, yeah, it's either like, it either is basically action gain an amber or like action in the game, depending on, you know, <laughs> depending on what else you have. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 It's pretty hit or miss. Yeah. Um, it's usually action gain an amber. Right, 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 right. And there are some car, some decks where it can, it can get a lot done, but um, yeah, like, nine times out of ten or more it's gonna be that it's gonna be action gain and amber yeah you really want this in a deck with a uh a maverick uh fertility chance yeah. <laughs> uh the next one we have here is forge compiler this is an artifact it is an item and it reads after you for at Excuse me. After your, op your opponent forges a key, destroy Forge Compiler and ward each friendly creature. Pretty wow. solid. Uh, anytime that, you know, you're counting on your opponent to forge a key to do something, it's kind of a little bit, I don't know, the, the, the yeah. incentives work out weird for you. Um, but you can't complain about warding up a big board. That's that's pretty great. Yeah, ward each friendly creature is pretty strong. I I have a problem mm -hmm. with I always forget this. Um you know, if I'm playing in person, I, I forget that uh Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that gets uh yeah, that's that's not something you want to forget is out there for sure. Uh, okay, so next up is Group Think Tank. This is back from Worlds Collide. Uh, it's a four-power robot experiment with three armor. 
and it says action deal four damage to each creature that shares a house with at least one of its neighbors. So uh, if you know for each creature that has a neighbor that is a house, it's going to get zapped for four. Uh, yeah, pretty. That's that's a lot of damage. That is a lot of damage. That can take care of quite a lot of stuff. Um, I feel like the decks where I have this, I can never, I can never have the foresight to like set up mm. my battle line in a way that it will be, be more that beneficial to you. me. No. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I often end up just reaping with a group think tank, but, uh, you know, it can it can do a lot versus like a world's collide board or or mass mutation board yes. uh, with a lot of those uh, low power creatures. Yep. Yeah, and having a four power body with three armor is also like not terrible. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um. Okay, and then we have Kurzap. Uh, did I pronounce right? I think so. Uh, but Kurzap... I think, I think you said three of each letter. Very well, <laughs> yes. very well done. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I practiced. Uh, so Kurzap is an action, <laughs> and it says play, destroy each non-mutant creature, and gain a chain. Um, and this one, there's... um, So there's the one in Sanctum that destroys each mutant creature. Um, this, I think, is stronger because... It is like if you have it in the right deck, it is, it is a total board wipe against almost every non-mass mutation deck, and right, uh, you know, right. and, and does very little to you for one chain. That seems strong. Yeah, no, no definitely. Um, yeah, it's definitely a uh, a card, and there are a few of them in in mass mutation that um, the strength depends a lot on the uh set that you are playing against so it has a lot of uh non-mass mutation hate i guess yeah and there's there's a um, what's that uh untamed card that uh gets you an amber for each 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 player gains an amber for each mutant creature they oh, have oh yeah the uh vault's blessing yes yeah, similar to that is very much like um, punishes your opponent for not also playing mass <laughs> mutation. Right. <laughs> How dare you bring another set? Yes. <laughs> which uh, which um, aligns with my uh, worldview very very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Then and then you have crystal surge, which just punishes you. Um, right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so the next one we have here is Mutagenic Serum. This is an artifact with an amber pip on it. It is an item. It has the Omni ability, destroy Mutagenic Serum. You may use friendly mutant creatures this turn. Um, also a very like mass mutation theme yeah. focus kind of kind of card. Um, it can be very, very powerful um, oh. in the right deck. Um, so it, it's kind of like the uh, uh, Sanctum Artifact uh, Sigil of the Brotherhood, where 
if you trigger it at the right time, you can basically get a mega like double turn. Yeah. Yeah, then that that's anytime you can off you're happy. Definitely. Uh the next card is Neuros Neurosiphon. Um this has an action, this has an amber pip on it, and it reads play. If your opponent has more amber than you, steal one and draw a card. Um Yeah, pretty good. Can't argue with that. Yeah, I think the the one thing you have to mentally you know, remember is is that you have to get the amber before you make the comparison about whether you're so um, mm-hmm. you start at least two down before fire. Um, but uh, if if it doesn't fire, it's just an amber. But if it does fire, that is such a great effect. Yeah, yeah. Um... I've when I when I started playing I uh was definitely guilty of holding it uh for the right turn for when I was down. I do not recommend doing that. That was <laughs> that was definitely a mistake. <laughs> Just play for the amber and move on. Uh if you're not going to get the the steal and draw a card, it's uh it's okay. It is not worth it's not worth holding. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's accurate. All right, the next one uh, has been a, a star of the show this evening. Um, yep. Novu Dynamo. Uh, this is a, a big, big creature. This is eight power, two armor robot. At the, it reads, at the start of your turn, you may discard a Logos card from your hand or archives. If you do, gain one Amber. Otherwise, destroy Novu Dynamo, which I guess is not... Um, Maybe we mentioned it earlier, but um, that is an important uh, element to the card, which yeah. is that if you um, if you choose fuel. not to discard a card, or if you run out, yeah, if you run out of uh, logos cards in your hand, then uh, it's it, it goes away. Yep, that is important, but it's I mean it's just so good. <laughs> it, it is uh, it is just very very good. <laughs> That's the other thing we didn't mention about it. It's an eight power, yeah. two armor creature, which is just like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can uh, do a lot with that. Yeah, it'll knock down most things and their neighbors. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so next one up is Positron Bolt. And uh, this one is, I missed it. In- World's Collide. I was very glad it came back, but it's an action with a bonus hammer. <laughs> it says deal three damage to a flank creature, two damage to its neighbor, and one damage to the second creature's other neighbor. Um, which is a really complicated way of saying start at the edge, deal three, and then again. But, but um, uh, I, I, I like how, you know, writing rules, you but anyway, it's a great card. Yeah. Um, and I mean, six total damage out of this. Yeah. 
Yeah, and again, it's it's just uh, a good way for pinging off those obnoxious little creatures, uh, a daughter or Restringuntus or um, something you something small you want to get rid of and and don't want to bother fighting into. Yeah. Yep. All right, and then after that, we have uh, another another star, Professor Torato, who is a mm. four power mutant scientist, and. Uh, he says each mutant creature gains reap draw a card, uh, which yeah is is quite good. Yeah, just just spectacular. It's the upgraded version of uh, Shutterkin and uh, uh-huh. Sutterkin, um, because you can play him on a logos turn when you already have other mutant creatures out, um, and you can reap with them and get the benefit of it because this is this is a witch, right? Like if your opponent yes. has this down, and they have uh, any reasonable number of mutant creatures, it's a it's a must kill, especially if they have more mutants than you. Yes. Um. Yeah. Also, like just one of the creepier arcs, I think. I mean. Especially mm-hmm. for the Olympics. Like, yeah. <laughs> there. Um, what is that arm coming, yeah. coming around from behind? That alien, demon-y looking he, thing. He did. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of mutants, um... The next one we have is a research Smoko. It's a two-power mutant. Um, I believe one of one of the only mutants from the sets before mass mutation. Yeah. Uh, and it has the ability uh, destroyed. Archive the top card of your deck. Yeah. This is neat. Just little little accelerant. Um, you know. Uh, kind of like the imps like if you mm-hmm. don't destroy this i'm just gonna gain amber every time i go logos uh if you did destroy it i'll get a little a little little bump right yeah yeah and you know mentioning the imps i think there was early on um one of the i, I think i would call it a mistake mistake that i made with the types of cards was thinking oh cool it's my turn i will run it into something um and at some point i realized oh no no it's it's much nicer to just like you said reap with it every turn and then your opponent goes oh i can't have you doing that i'll go smash it like okay cool i'll just get this great destroyed effect now um right and they spend the resources destroying it yeah Yeah. Yeah, it took me uh, a long time to figure that out, but um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that is the correct way to use uh, those creatures. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next one we have is um, uh, sloppy lab work, or uh, the correct pronunciation would be slappy lab work. Um, <laughs> this is a a uh, action with a pip on it. Uh, Amber Pip on it, and it reads play, archive a card, discard a card from your hand. Pretty great. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the um, uh, the power of discarding and how how much it lets you sort of uh, craft and shape the game. 
and with a uh, auto encoder this this card is just uh it's a dream yeah um yep for sure yeah i know it's like it it was a good card in coda i loved it um mm -hmm. but just so much better if you have an auto encoder mm -hmm. yeah definitely um okay cool so now we're starting on the rares and uh and the first one that we will see is academy training this one is an upgrade that says if you control this creature it belongs to house logos instead of its original house and uh and worth noting all effects now that all effects that say that a creature becomes you know house x uh imply instead of their house um uh. and uh but but it gives it also gives their creature reap draw a card um so yeah, it, it it gives you that reap, and then you're gonna get um, you're gonna get to use that card on your logos turn, which often just translates to you're gonna get an extra use out of it that you got because you're about to board wipe or something. Hey, you get right. You get to use one card that you wouldn't otherwise and draw a card. Right. Yeah, definitely extra. Um, happy to see this in a deck with. Uh something with a great reap ability yeah. um it's uh gets gets you that extra use of it and then um yeah it's just it's just magnifying the the greatness of that reap ability yep. um <clears throat> and then we have adaptoid uh which is a four power mutant that adds uh, three enhance icons, uh, a capture, damage, and a draw. And it says, after you play a card with a bonus icon, ender of the turn, adaptoid gain, choose one of these, plus two armor, salt two, white Um it's, it's a really cool idea. Um, the problem with it, in my experience, is that... Um, I I feel like I don't get to use it with enough cards, right? So, um, so I I haven't been able to get much of. Fire. I've seen other people act, but I just haven't had. Your. I would say largely the same. I'm kind of unimpressed. Uh... You know, I most want to do fight steal one, but um, it usually just dies. Uh, like you can do that once, maybe twice, and then is dead. Um, and yeah, like the you know, playing it, getting it to stick on the board, getting back to a logos turn where you then also have a um, enhancement in your hand. Um, it it doesn't happen too often and usually what happens is i just have to uh do extra clicking on tco because you still have to choose one you you, you have to choose one every time you play an enhancement <laughs> right. even if you're not playing the logos turn you oh, still gosh. have to like choose it right. so yeah <laughs> please kill it yeah yeah just <laughs> let me stop clicking 
this every single time I play a Amber Pip. <laughs> Alright, well the next one we have here is uh, a very interesting card. Uh, animator is an artifact, is an item, and it reads action, move an artifact to a flank of its controller's battle line for the remainder of the turn. It is a creature with power three that belongs to the active house. It leaves the battle line when it's no longer a creature, which would be the end of the turn. Have you had any uh, interesting or neat uh, uses with uh, I, I with have animator? Not, I have not had a good animator. Um, it is it is interesting because it's it is like. Um... I like it because it's flexible, right? So, I mean, I would love to get a, a deck with mm -hmm. it. But, um, yeah, because if, uh, if, if you're trying to destroy an opponent's artifact, it's great. Split out and happens to be the amount that either Munchling or Quixo will do. But mm -hmm. if it's um, but it it also gives you the opportunity to like use one of your artifacts, um, on on your list turn. So yeah, I would love right. to get a deck that has like good setup for. I I have not, I have not had it yet. I um, yeah, I think the the most common practical use for it is to destroy your opponent's uh, autoencoder or destroy their um, obsidian forge or you know whatever key artifact their quixel stone whatever uh, key artifact they're um, they're hiding back there so basically use it as hard R uh, I think it's probably the most common um, I think the dream is to have it in a deck with redacted where you can put the redacted onto your battle line and then, you know, play something with a capture icon and capture Amber onto redacted right. and uh, forge that way. Um, I recently played a game against somebody where they had a um, Miasma Bomb and I thought I had the game in the bag because they chose Logos and... Um, you know, I had enough to forge my final key and they chose Logos and they brought their uh, Miasma Bomb to their battle line and they triggered it on their Logos turn because it was a, became a Logos creature when they brought it onto the battle line. And I hadn't even seen that uh, possibility coming in. Um, was in shock when I, when I lost on the next turn. <laughs> yep. Yep, that can be... <laughs> it was a neat it was a very neat play i was uh happy to lose to uh to <laughs> a uh, a cool play like that so can't complain uh the next one we have here is another ar uh artifact this is the auto vac 5150 um this is an item and it reads action you may discard a card from your archives if you do, keys cost plus three during your opponent's next turn. Otherwise, archive the card. 
pretty neat pretty versatile um i like the the you know the fact that if you don't need it right now to increase the key cost you can still get something out of it which archiving a card is pretty good um i also think it's really interesting to like uh uh one of the first decks that i opened it was the deck i mentioned that had auto encoder also had this uh also had auto vac and so you could discard a card from your hand which would then put something into your archive and then you can use the auto vac to discard that from your archive and increase the key costs yep. which is a, a long way to get there but it'll it'll uh stop a key in a pinch yeah that that ability to boost um yeah to do that all in one and the, yeah like you said the flexibility um flexibility to yeah to, to, to bump the key cost or to add stuff to archives is just so good i mean um it's it is a strictly better uh library of damned right Right, yeah, 100%. Well, it's, it's Library of the Damned plus uh, Lash of Broken Dreams, like, right, <laughs> right. yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next one up is Cyberclone. This is a one power mutant and it has play, purge another creature. Until Cyberclone leaves play, it has power equal to the purged creature's power and gains that creature's armor, keyword, and traits. Um, so, easy to get confused by this stuff, right? It gets the power, mm-hmm. the armor, keywords, which um, which would include things like skirmish or active, but not mm-hmm. like a play or reap effect. And traits, which are like um mm-hmm. but yeah this it, i maybe this strong like any any of your opponent's creatures okay uh you aren't seeing this again the whole game yeah Good. yeah i think that alone is is usually what i um what i use it for <laughs> yeah Yeah, just it's, it's hard. Just, it's hard to use otherwise. I find. I don't know. Yep. Uh, okay, and the next one is this is one of my just overall favorite logos cards right now, at least. Um, that is Entropic Swirl. It's an action. It says play mm-hmm. choose a creature. Which trait that creature has. Which again, we just talked about what traits are. Uh, deal two damage to it and gain one amber. There are some creatures that have three traits, although more typical to have just one or two. I suppose if you just cyber clone creature that had three traits, cyber clone would at that point have four traits. Which, um, uh, that'd be insane. Uh, but anyway, and then one of the great yeah. <laughs> tropic swirl. You're getting all that amber you're doing all that damage and then uh and then infernus just can't do it 
That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah. I like the um the ice cream cone he's looking at there in yeah. the picture too. <laughs> yes. The cone. Trippy. Yeah. <laughs> um the next card we're looking at here is Hide. This is a four power creature. This is a human scientist and uh pairs together um with not Dr. Jekyll but uh Vellum. <laughs> yes. Uh it has the reap uh, so it's another one of those um is it special rarity? Is that yes. what it's called? Yeah. Uh so it has the reap ability. Reap draw a card. If you control Vellum, draw two cards instead. And then destroyed archive Vellum from your discard pile. If you do archive hide. Yeah. Solid. Um all, uh, this this and Vellum, you know, always nice if you get them on the board um, and mm-hmm. use them. Um, but uh, in my experience, they haven't been like game winning. They're always sure. nice if you fire them, but not, uh, not totally fighters. Yeah. I, I do think Vellum is um, better just strictly better because of it's uh instead of draw the reapability for vellum is um archive and um yep yeah just we we've we've discussed the superiority of archiving as opposed to drawing um but i believe it was a blinking line suggested um it was playing a game with a vellum and, or playing a, a deck uh, several times with a Vellum and Hyde, and he was saying that he likes to um, not have both on the board at the same time, and actually will discard um, most likely Hyde, uh, and keep Vellum on the board, so that when Vellum is destroyed, um, you can get them get them into the archive instead. Right away. Right. Right, so then they're they're immediately archived um, instead of, like, if you destroy it and it's on the board, then you have to, yeah, I guess, uh, wait for the other one to be destroyed. Interesting tactic. Yes. That's pretty cool. Um, the next one we're looking at here is uh, a very fun card. Can make for some some crazy crazy turns. This is an artifact. Uh, this is an item. It's action purge library card. If you do for the remainder of the turn after you play a card, draw a card. Yep. Pretty good. So this is uh, they put put the um, library access into an artifact. Um, what do you think? Is it is it better as an artifact, or did you prefer it as an action? Um, I I think it's better as an action. It's so it's it's interesting mm-hmm. to me because, <clears throat> like, I never thought the problem. So library access originally didn't say anything about 
acting. You know, that's right. errata. And I I never thought the problem was that you should only be able to play it once per game. I just thought you should only be able to play it once per turn. Um, mm. And library card kind of solves that inherently by having it action. So I think the purge is a bit unnecessary too. But, um, Interesting. Yeah, that's a good thought. Um, but I mean, they know something I don't. Um, <laughs> and anyway, but theoretically, I guess it's probably it's well. This makes it slower. Um, mm-hmm. but it could it could be that you could set up the flexibility. Um, but this also opens up more of a likelihood to have some weight. That's the that's the big downside. Right. And um yeah, like if there's any hard R, um, you're in trouble. Uh if on the other hand your opponent does not have any hard R, um and you're fortunate enough to get it in your opening hand and you have the little mini first turn uh you can you can play it on your little mini turn and then just it can sit there until you've crafted the perfect uh giant logos hand to to drop all at once so i think there's um advantages and disadvantages but i would say generally you're right it's a little bit safer as an action um safer from from yeah, your opponent exploiting it with like a nexus or something. Yeah, borrow. You don't. You don't. You definitely don't want that. Um, or even just uh, destroying it before you can use it. Yep. Um. Okay. So next up is now. This is actually one of my least favorite logos cards. Uh, Master mm. the theory is an action with the bonus amber. Uh, and it says play if there are no friendly if there are no friendly creatures in play, you may archive a card for each enemy creature. And the frustrating thing to me here is it's just such a like uh, there are no friendly creatures in play. Um, means you're behind, you're struggling, you're losing. So he is just like uh, this. This card doesn't really do enough to help me bounce back from being behind like that um right so i just find like anytime anytime this card anytime you're excited to play the card it's probably and um (laughs) and bad i mean yeah um, and it's like it's it's just not that uh that exciting it's like best case scenario um they have a big board and you have no creatures and then you play it but then like okay so they have six creatures and then you're archiving every you you've outdone everything in your hand right like if you have at least one or two other logos cards then you're archiving the three other cards in your hand and then the rest of it is just like your opponent just has that many more creatures on the board so it's yeah it's it's really not great no. uh and then after that is mind over matter and this one is is crazy i guess it's like a logos version mm-hmm. of hysteria but it's an action 
It says put each right. creature into its own archives. That that is really crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh I think it's pretty good uh anti dino tech. Um uh it, it's pretty yeah. good against MM Sanctum as well. Um but it it can also just be um not helpful. Um, yeah, definitely possible. I, yeah, it's such a weird card, and I haven't had a deck where, like, I felt like, okay, I want to play this, but, um, right, but very interesting. Can't deny that. <laughs> you could imagine, like, a, a, a Shadows deck with, like, a, a bunch of bows or something, it could be good. Yeah, archive all the bows, and uh, yeah, and you could play this before you then play go play the cards that art um sure yeah so you have a board and they don't yeah i guess also if you had the archivist uh suddenly i'll have to see the archivist that could be pretty good yeah that's two rares <laughs> right right so good luck yeah right uh, the next one is um, another card that I think gets a, gets some hate. Um, Mobius Scroll is an artifact, is an item. Action, archive, Mobius Scroll, and up to two cards from your hand. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's... it's um, it's that efficiency. Uh, right. It takes a while to to get it set up and to get it going, and then, um, you know, it, you really, really, really want to archive two of the same cards. I feel like because otherwise, uh, or sorry, you really, really want to archive two cards of the same house yes. because otherwise. Uh, effectively you're archiving one card of each house which is just not super efficient um right but you can always just choose not to use it that turn and, and wait until there's a better moment for it so yeah i think yeah um con contrasting this to the card that i like to call the casual um <laughs> mobius scroll right it's it's archiving two other cards but the flip side is it takes two turns set up sure so, um yeah it's just a little slow but yeah that ability is, is a strong one it's just slow to set up yeah and and with the with the archivist this could be really great actually yeah yeah definitely all right the next one we have here is pers pers Perceptive, perceptive grammar bot. Prescriptive. Um, prescriptive, thank you. Prescriptive gram grammar bot. Uh, this is a three power creature. This is a robot. It has taunt. It has hazardous three. Uh, and it has the reap ability in reap enrage a creature. It's an odd one. Yeah. Um, you don't. So yeah, this has got a lot of stuff going on. Um, you don't see a lot of taunting in Logos. 
Um, I can't say I have a deck where I feel like this is really great, uh, but you can definitely see it being useful. Um, you know, put a daughter back there, put a um, Toronto back there or something. Yeah, I always um, two things. One, uh, I I think like that name itself just being uh, the mess of uh, of way more consonant vowels than it is. Uh, <laughs> I just it fits the theme of the card. Like it's there. It's just there to upset you. And then, um, <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, and then, and then the second thing, I just always, um, I always imagine it looks like the robot smoking a cigar. I don't think that's actually what's happening, but, but I just like to imagine <laughs> the, the robot sitting there smoking some sort of robot cigar, like <laughs> puff puff, and here I'm gonna correct your people. <laughs> and being pedantic and yeah, bad, bad robot. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so next one up is redacted and this is uh this is an artifact <laughs> it's uh trait is redacted um <laughs> redacted 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 and after you choose logos as your active house you put an amber for common supply on a redacted when there are four amber or more on redacted, you destroy it and for cost. Um, that can be pretty cool. It just means that you are going to have to call Logos at least a minimum uh, five times to actually get higher, which is yeah. five is a lot of turns. Yeah, if you don't see it early, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's a super, super fun card if you can get it out there. And, um, you know, if your opponent isn't packing any hard R or, well, I guess if they can have artifact bounce, then you're uh, you're in trouble. But um, if they don't have any R, like. That's that's great. Like, <laughs> Yep. For sure. And yeah, I, once in a while you see a deck with like two of these that can pull off. They could be they could yeah. be super fun. Um Yeah, but, and then uh, and then you mull for it and you're you're in right. a pretty good, pretty likely to be able to get it. So right. yeah. Uh and then the next one is one that is back from Coda and uh yes, it's a very fun logo card. It's an action, it's the first time, and it has a bonus amber and it says play, swap your deck and your discard pile, then shuffle your deck. And this one I, is so cool just because it's such a great example of local stuff that breaks the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it can just be so powerful. Um, if you, you know, play through a bunch of logos and then get to it and then play it and then you go all the way back through all that logos again, yes. or if it's just like... Um, there, there's some neat combos I've seen people do with uh, um, Grim Reminder in reverse time. So you put everything you're about to draw, you put into the discard, and then you you pull it up from your from your discard into your archive. Yeah, there, there's a lot of neat tricks you can do with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty messed up. 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get a get like your three in furnaces all at once into your yeah. into your archive. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the flavor text. Time back turn could I if. Yes. <laughs> uh self self self-referential text. Yes. <laughs> yes. They like that. Uh next up, uh another coda classic, uh Skippy Time Hog, a one power mutant creature. That reads, play, your opponent cannot use any cards during their next turn. Um, cards can still be played and discarded. Really obnoxious. Really frustrating. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, you, you can still play discard cards, you just can't use them. Right. Yeah, and and it can, it can just... Um, it's interesting to see Logos... Uh, um, stepping into the disruption field because yeah. it's not their it's not their typical game but uh it can really mess with you when when that's a played at a inopportune moment for you yeah when they when they do it they're really all in um <laughs> yes this is, uh well there are cards that say you can't fight or you is yeah opposition research you yeah. can't just can't use a card so sure yeah, yeah. Um, next up is the Archivist. This is a three-power cyborg creature, and it reads, if you archive the Archivist, archive it face up, which is, I think, the only card in Keyforge that, uh, that does that. Yep. Um, while, the archive, while the Archivist is in your archives, instead of picking up all of your archives, you may choose to pick up any number of cards in your archives. Yeah, pretty that's... neat. Yeah, pretty. Cool. I, I, uh, it's it's one of those cards that I have. Um, you know, I, I, uh, wake up in the middle of the night with crazy ideas about how it could work, and I <laughs> open up a thousand tabs searching for decks on decks of Keyforge to to buy. Um, and it just never works out the way that I envision it working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think, um, yeah, like even looking at the the one where, oh, Mind Over Matter that, that puts cards into archives, it does not archive cards. It puts cards into archives. So, um, so no, it will not work on the archivist. That is, that's the kind of the issue is there are so few ways to reliably get it to fire. Right. Right. Yeah, you need like a a sloppy lab work or a very lucky hit with the yeah. with the auto encoder or something. Yeah, it's it's not a, a card you can build your game plan around reliably. Yep. Yep. Um all right, cool. So the next one is also uh well this one's an old um so the howling pit is an artifact with a bonus amber. And it says during their draw card step, each player re refills their hand the one additional card. Um, I think this is just a fun card. It's good for your game plan, but it's good for your opponent too. Everybody has more. 
<laughs> yes i i agree yeah make the game better <laughs> yeah. um and then universal key lock is another artifact uh with a bonus amber and it ha it's an item and it says he's cost plus three and after a player forges a key destroy universal key lock pretty simple yeah um Really great versus bursty, uh, bursty decks, and um, you know if you're if you're trying to build to something and and uh, like set up a big board state or something, this will really help you buy buy time. Yeah. Yep. Um. Next one here. Um, this is great. Make the make the dyslexic read this. Um, <laughs> Zen, 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 Zik is a uh, four power cyborg leader with two armor. Uh, this is a creature. It reads during your draw card step, if Zen, 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 Zik is in the center of your battle line, refill your hand to two additional cards. Uh, so. Yes, please. This is a really, yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, really powerful card. Um, really great to see early game. It can be very hard for your opponent to uh, get off the board, and it can just uh, set you up uh, for a really great um, game. Yep. Argument. Pretty, pretty upsetting. Um, if it shows up later and you you know can't get it into the center easily, that can be. Um, yeah, that's kind of always the game with with leaders. Um, but mm -hmm. I think I think this is one of my. Uh, I think Val is my favorite, and then I think maybe this and then it. Um, mm -hmm. That's the. Order. But Val and Zenzi are both so good just because they. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, It's Coming, which is a action card with an amber pip on it. Um, this is always going to be in combination with a gigantic creature. Um, you want, I'll just scroll to gigantic creature and you can cover that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so just to finish this here, um, the it's coming lets you search your deck and discard pile for either half of a gigantic creature, reveal it and put it into your hand, and then you shuffle your deck. And the logos gigantic creature is ultra gravitron. Um, which is a 10 power, three armor creature. Um, you know, obviously, like any of the uh, gigantic creatures, you have to play both halves at once. So it's one creature across two cards. Um, the play effect is archive the top five cards of your deck, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, 
And then the fight slash reap ability is discard a card from your archives. If you do purge a creature and resolve each of its bonus icons as if you had played it. Serious. Um, interesting. I I think I just hadn't realized this before, but the uh, nothing on there says May, right? Archive the top five cards. Discard a card if you do purge a creature. Um, but you don't have a choice but whether you discard it. You have a card. You have to discard um, Oh, but, interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but just, I mean, it's a super powerful, it's really good board control, which is so weird because that's not what you expect out of a Lotus creature, but it's such good board Right. Yeah. With that three armor, you can do quite a bit of fighting before you're really going to feel it. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so... And um, winding up. Here's Bellum we kind of already talked about. Just the opposite mm -hmm. of hide, except two power. It's the archive is drawing. It has a third uh, destroyed effect. And if you look, you know their art matches up just like Ivan and Odd Claude does. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the um, the rest of the bots um so the, the dino one um is bigger because it's a dino um and also because it's a dino it has that play effect you may exalt dino bot if you do future that one that seems fine that to me that ability is just totally orthogonal to the reap um but mm. but having it be five power is not bad, so I I'm never sad to see mm -hmm. that in a lot. Yeah, they don't like synergize well the two abilities, yeah. but you know that um that board control is uh is nice to see. Yeah. It's good to have. And the fact that it's optional is is good too, if you if you don't want to put that amber out there. Yep. Um and then the Lycobot is um, one extra power be because of the side of it, four power. And then um, it gets skirmish. That's the part. Um, and this is just totally counter synergistic. There's no value in having with of skirmish. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it it is not helpful at all. So. It's just got one more power is, is really all it all it really does for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, next yeah, up is is oh yeah. Uh, next up is is Odd Claude, who uh, we sort of already covered. Um, he's just the the uh, the one who can steal odd amounts of amber instead of even amounts of amber, and I think he has one more power, right? Uh, Correct. Even five instead of four. even Ivan is is four, yep. right? Uh, which matches up thematically there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is the uh, Sacrobot, which is the uh, Sanctum. Um, 
matchup, which gives you five power and two armor. Um, I mean, I guess it's better than the uh, the Lycobot. Like, yeah, you'd prefer it to just be stickier, right? Um, it, instead of having a basically useless skirmish ability. Um, so that's good, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't really synergize. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it is stickier, and that's not that's not bad. So. I I don't mind this mm. this version of it, um, but nothing to write home about. Sure, and then um, the next one is the Umbra Bot, which is the Shadows um, uh, variant, uh, which gives it Elusive, which is um, you know kind of similar. It'll just have more sticking power. It uh, doesn't synergize particularly well, but uh, makes it harder for your opponent to get rid of it. Yep, totally. Um, and then the last one is Xenobot, which is, I think, the worst. Well, mm-hmm. um, Absolutely, yep. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it gets that extra power, um, so it's more power, uh, mutant scientist, but it gets the, the you know, fight ability. Um, to look at the top three cards of your deck, put one at the bottom of your deck. And that's just, eh, I mean, I guess if you have to use it to fight, then you're rather it have an ability than not, but um, mm-hmm. just does not, not synergize. Really, the, for, for, the, for that fight effect, you want either skirmish or the uh, bigger size on the armor. Um, the, uh, yeah, putting it with uh, just sad. Yeah. Is this the only creature in the game that has a separate fight and reap ability that is not a fight reap ability? <laughs> like, um, I, mean, I can't think of any others. <laughs> I mean, other than Techno Alien, yes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, um, wait, no. Uh, Nero Taurus has them, but... They are. Um, they, oh, is yeah. that the like? If you reap, your opponent cannot fight, and if you fight, your opponent cannot reap. It's something along those lines, yeah. Right, 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 right. But, but that—that's like, better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is definitively yes. better. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um. Cool. Okay. Well, that's that's it. We did it. We uh we walked through um logos in mass mutation. Um wow. Yeah, I I'm just kind of I get again pressed by all the the discard and the random archives um that really like I think they did a great job exploring those and kind of being like, "Hey, this is, you know, it's still obvious that this is logos." But it is a different logo than that was cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to sort of like tie up my uh thinking and experience with mass mutation um logos, like when I started playing uh Keyforge, I uh would never discard anything. Um uh-huh. and I would I would hold cards uh like 
for way, 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 way too long. Like hold, you know, the classic uh, uh, beginner player uh, mistake of like holding on to like a night forge or something for like five turns. <laughs> um, and just like, just, just play the, play it, get an Amber and, and move oh. on. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, uh, playing lots of uh, Mass Mutation logos really clarified for me the the power of discarding and um, uh, auto encoder specifically really um, made that very like. Uh, I mean, obviously, auto encoder makes discarding better, but like all the discarding I was doing when playing auto encoder decks uh, made me realize that there's right. still value to it in right. decks without auto encoder yeah yeah totally um mm-hmm. there's a uh um corollary that I, I'll, I'll try to tell the sh- very short version but um back when i was playing a lot of netrunner um there was like uh i had a mentality of wanting to like i wanted to build my board state and then never allow any of it to go away um and, mm. and play very defensive but in, in netrunner if you're the runner you have to be very aggressive and um and there there was a particular character that had the ability that anytime you anytime you used abilities on cards that trash themselves um draw a card and so it really like made you lean into this play style of destroying everything. And then, so mm-hmm. I, so I, that was really cool. And I started playing as him, but then uh, there was a card that, that you could like that game, when you get through your deck, that's it. You're, you're out of deck. Um, but there was a card that you could play that would cycle your deck. So I'd always want, you know, as many copies oh, wow. as I possibly could of that card. And then, and then finally I just like, gave in and played him without that even so it was like it forced you to um to try to win on the first pass right because you don't get a second pass um and it was okay right it was just a really liberating experience to kind of say like okay this is this is what the game is now and um anyway that's not that that ended up not being a top tier thing but then taking that experience and then going and playing other archetypes i was able to play them better because having learned that is long point right too (laughs) yeah which i i think is is um yeah i i think that's that's kind of the the uh the same thing i was trying to say there is just that it, it it really um clarified for me the 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 power of um yeah discarding and and cycling your cards and and moving through your deck yeah Totally. Cool. All right. Well, um, thanks so much for doing this with me, Peter. And, um, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see this go up on both our channels. Um, so, and so just really quick, um, for everybody out there, just give a, another quick ad for, for what you're doing on. Yeah, definitely. Um, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, it was a very enjoyable, uh, conversation. Uh, cold of the week, we generally we will take um, a couple of different decks and uh, play them against each other in 
uh, around Robin across uh, several different episodes. And then at the end of the, the season, we have to make a choice about which of the decks we brought that we want to uh, cull and which one we want to keep and hold on to. And um, like I said, recently we've been kind of doing other stuff, looking at some KFTO games and uh, doing some sealed games. But um, we will be back to culling whenever uh, <laughs> Fantasy Flight decides to uh, grace us with the next set. Nice. I, I heard it's officially March 12th. So. Oh, hooray. Okay, uh, I hadn't yep, heard yep. that yet. Oh, yep. you. I, this is my live reaction to, to hearing <laughs> that excellent news. Like, turn the camera. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's FFG, so I always take it with a grain of salt, but that is <laughs> that is the official word. Yeah, and even if they do release it then, I, I'm sure I won't get my decks until, you know, <laughs> April or something, so. <laughs> but then it'll be all the sweeter. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thanks again, Peter, um, so much, and for everybody out there, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on this journey. And uh, I hope that you will find one way or another, whether it's uh, your household or online or safe way, if you're able to do it, uh, uh, forge some keys. Yeah. Keep forging. <laughs>